Hi, I'm Kate Boyle, and welcome to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you health information from diet and lifestyle to movement and nutrition. My aim is to bring you bite-sized pieces of information that you can instigate into your everyday life to change your health. everyone and welcome back to the Mind Movement Health Podcast. I'm your host Kate Boyle and this week on the show we are talking about five things you need to know before taking a Pilates class. So as a Pilates instructor, as a Pilates studio owner, I often get people asking me lots of questions about Pilates, especially when they're looking at beginning. So I wanted to talk about some of the myths around Pilates and some of the things I really want you to know if you're thinking about Pilates or maybe you've started Pilates, you've just started your journey, or maybe you're well in into your journey, but hopefully you'll pick up some of these tips and tricks, which are really important to know when you're practicing Pilates. So the first thing that I always love and want people to know is that the breathing in Pilates can take a while to pick up, but it is 100% worth it. So definitely stick with it. So when people begin Pilates, they often you know, they know it's a core based workout, but they don't understand or realize how much the breath is part of the workout. So each movement we do in Pilates, we cue with an inhale and an exhale, depending on the movement. And as we exhale, we're engaging our pelvic floor and our deep lower abdominal muscles. And every time we inhale, we're relaxing those muscles. So it does take time. It does take practice. And the biggest thing that comes up is most people often want to do the reverse. They want to use the inhale and engage everything and use the exhale to release everything. Now, there is, you know, reason behind and scientific evidence behind this madness that some people think of this breathing pattern. Now, part of that is when we are breathing, our intra-abdominal pressure is rising. So it does rise as we inhale and it does rise as we exhale. Now, the intra-abdominal pressure is the amount of pressure that's being put on our organs, but it doesn't rise as much when we're exhaling. So when we're exhaling and we're allowing that air to escape, the intra-abdominal pressure doesn't go up as high, which means that we can get a stronger and better engagement through our pelvic floor and our deep abdominal muscles to provide support for our body in the harder movement. So if you've done Pilates before, especially when you're first starting out, we always do our harder movement on the exhale when we're engaging and providing that extra support. So the reason behind that is so that we can get that engagement, that stronger engagement and really utilize our breath so we get the most out of the movement. Now, the other thing is if we are breathing and really focusing on that three-dimensional breath, and expanding the fronts, the sides, and the backs of our lungs, we know that when we inhale and exhale, our diaphragm moves up and down. But when we're taking those short little breaths, and we've all done it before when we're sort of stressed or we've been sitting at the computer for a long time or even just sitting down, we can start to just take shallow breaths. And when that happens, our diaphragm is not getting that full movement. 
And this is important because our diaphragm is attached by fascia to our muscles of our back. So if our diaphragm is not moving because we're not taking these nice full inhalations and exhalations, then all that fascia and those muscles around the back can get a bit stuck and a bit tight and lead to pain and soreness. So getting our diaphragm moving is super important to prevent back pain. And you'll often, if you're used to seeing either a chiro or an osteo, and you get a lot of that sort of mid back pain area or even sort of rib pain, improving your breath technique can actually help to reduce that pain. And that's where Pilates comes in. So so much more than it just being to strengthen your core or to look fantastic, really learning how to utilize your breath can make the world of difference. So this is the first thing that I want you to know that if you are struggling with that Pilates breath, really do stick with it. And as much as you can, we want to take that inhalation through the nose. So when we're doing our nasal breathing, we're dropping down into our parasympathetic state. So that's our rest and digest state. This is the state where our body's most calm and relaxed. So our cortisol levels are not going to be spiking. Our stress hormone cortisol is not going to be diving and, you know, going up super high because we're going to be in that nice relaxed state. So often when you finish a workout, you feel amazing because you've been using that breath. You've dropped into your parasympathetic state, but you've also been moving your body. So adrenaline's been going and that's our happy, you know, feel good hormone. We've got endorphins going, which makes us feel great as well. And that feeling, you know, of feeling fantastic is that combination of dropping into that parasympathetic state, getting our endorphins releasing and just feeling, you know, and serotonin and a dopamine hit as well, you know, all combined will help us feel great. But if we can just, you know, focus on that breath, keep going, then we know we're going to get more out of our workouts overall, no matter where you are in your Pilates journey. Now, the second, you know, thing that I would love you to know if you're looking at starting Pilates is that your instructor is important because they will help guide you, support you, push you when they know that you can be pushed or pull you back if they know that you're not having a, you know, fantastic day or maybe you're having a bit of a flare up with some pain. So you want to find an instructor that you can trust because they're going to be working with you. They are going to be so invested in you and your body and helping you perform and get the best movements that you can. So finding an instructor that you trust is important, but also you trusting your instructor to know as well that the movements that you're doing, you are able to do and that you can be confident in doing those movements is important as well. So often clients will come in and they may have been working with me, you know, for a while, we might say, you know, a couple of months and they may have originally come in with some back pain and that back pain has settled. But once when they first started their journey, they were really scared to move. They didn't want to, you know, the, that fear of pain was stopping them, which is very understandable. So we moved really gently and we built up their movements and we built up their confidence and a couple of months in we now can start to add on add extra resistance add extra reps add in different movements so it's a more of a multi uh, plane movement rather than just focusing on one area and when we start to get to that stage sometimes my clients go oh this is hard like oh I don't know I, I don't know 
And I know that they can do this because I've been designing their program and getting them to progress and build that strength and flexibility they need to get to the exercise that I'm giving them. So with all exercises, we have a sort of a pre-exercise that's building them up to an exercise, and then we have advances on that exercise. So there are lots of different stages we can take people through in Pilates in various exercises. We can add on and make it harder, or we can strip it back and modify it and make it easier. So part of your instructor's job is knowing when your client is ready to move on. And part of your job as the client is to trust your instructor. And if you're not sure, ask, oh, say, oh, I'm not sure. Um, you know, ask questions, ask, am I ready to do this? You know, you know, and they will say, yes, you definitely are. Because the last few weeks we've been working on X and that is going to lead to this. So we're just adding on this extra hand weight or we're just adding on this extra bit of balance. or we're only adding on five more reps. And if you feel tired, then stop and have a short rest and keep going. And the other thing to remember about this too is your responsibility as a person and as a client is if you have pain is to tell your instructor, tell your instructor, I feel pain or this is sore or, you know, this hurts. And so then the exercise can be adjusted. So many times people will go off and do a class, and I hear this a lot with clients that start with me, they go and do, say, a reformer class, and there's 10 or 15 people in the class, and everybody's doing the same thing, and they keep going, and they're doing the exercises because the instructors told them to do this, everyone's doing the same thing, but they get pain, and they keep going, and then they pull up really sore from the class. Now, the first thing you should do if you get pain is to stop honor that pain. Listen to your body. You know your body best. If I'm working with a client in the studio and we start doing an exercise and they go, oh, that's hurting in my lower back. I know as an instructor that something is not right. Maybe they're not switching their core on properly. Maybe they're not stabilizing enough through their hip and knee muscles, depending on the exercise we're doing. We're using this as an example. Or maybe they're, you know, just shifted their weight a little bit too far back and they're loading into that lower back. So tell your instructor, they can adjust the exercise, they can adjust your posture and your position, or they might go, okay, you're getting pain in this exercise. We're not ready for this advancement. We're going to strip it back and go, you know, modify it a little bit and go back to the previous stage or move on to a different exercise. So always find an instructor that you can trust, trust your instructor, but also trust in yourself. Listen to your body, listen to when you have pain. And this is not just in Pilates. This is any exercise that you do, any exercise class that you go off and do, or any trainer or health professional that you work with, always trust in your body and what you feel, and then communicate that. Because unless you communicate that, the person you're working with isn't going to be aware. I do love it in class, as I'll often see um, my clients, their facial expressions are very funny because you'll see them change and sometimes they're almost grimacing and I'll be like, are you in pain? And they're like, oh no, it's just a, it's just a hard exercise and I really have to focus. So you will give some things away with your body language and your facial expressions, but don't rely on that being communicated. Do make sure you use your voice and communicate with whoever you're working with that you need to stop or take a break or that you're in pain and you're going to get so much more out of your workouts if you can do that.
All right, the third thing that we, I would love you to know if you're doing Pilates is that Pilates will not only help your body, but it will also help your mind. You will look good from doing your exercises. You'll feel great, as we said before, because we're going to get those endorphins going. And it's going to strengthen your entire body, including your pelvic floor and your core. And we touched on that a little bit earlier when we were explaining the breath. But why is our pelvic floor and our core so important? Why is this so, why does this change so many things in relation to our pain and our mobility and our stability and strength? Well, our core, as you know, Joseph Pilates used to say, is our powerhouse. And our core is made up of our pelvic floor, our four sets of abdominal muscles, so our transverse abdominus, which is our deepest abdominal muscle, our two sets of obliques, we've got internal and external obliques, our rectus abdominis, which is our six pack muscle that runs down the front. And if you, you know, you see people with their six packs, that's the rectus abdominis that we can see because it's the most superficial abdominal muscle that's closest just under the skin. But then also what forms our core is our multifidus muscles in our back. So these are postural stability muscles in our back. And then our hip flexors at the front of our body, at the front of our hips. So all of this together compromises our core. It's not just our abdominals. If you work on your abdominals, but you're not working on that pelvic floor strength, then you're not going to have a strong core. You'll often, you know, a lot of people too that really overwork their abdominals but don't connect to their pelvic floor can often find they weaken their pelvic floor because when they're doing all that abdominal work, they're actually bearing down on their pelvic floor rather than gently closing and getting that nice gentle internal lift and activation of pelvic floor. So learning how to engage your pelvic floor correctly is super important because it is part of your core. And then also paying attention to our multifidus. So this is a muscle in our back that we don't think about because it's a postural muscle. So it it works a lot of the time, especially when we're bringing our torso up. So if you, you know, go to sit down into a chair and then straighten up, your multifidus is going to fire as we come up to straight. So can you think of how many times throughout the day that you lean forward and move back? You know, sitting into a chair, if you're bending over to pick something up, there are so many times through throughout the day that multifidus is going to be firing. And there are exercises that we can do to help multifidus fire correctly because a lot of the time when we're getting back pain multivitis starts to not fire when it should and sometimes we need to build the strength of that back up but on top of building up that strong core on building the strength through our muscles we help improve our range of our joints so our joint mobility becomes better which is really important as we age because we still want to be able to do all our functional movements bending down twisting reaching over the head standing on one leg leaning to one side all of these functional movements are super important in our everyday life and if we don't have the mobility to do those things that's when we start to get injuries so injury prevention Strength, stability, looking amazing, dropping back into that parasympathetic state, as we were saying before. So helping our mental health. 
one of those things, you know, it's fantastic that when you do your exercise and those endorphins get released and we feel amazing, that's one of the reasons why people recommend that if you are suffering from, you know, anxiety or depression or any issues with mental health, moving our bodies, exercising is fantastic because it does release endorphins. It does help us get into that happy mood. So having it as part of your regular routine is not only important for your physical health, but for your mental health. And then depending on how you're doing your Pilates, if you're going to a studio and you're going into a class, the classes I run at the studio, we have a maximum of four clients and each client's taught individually because we teach you based on your strengths, your weaknesses, your injuries, what your goals are. So it's very tailored and individualized. But the four people in the class they develop really lifelong friendships. I have a number of classes now where, you know, the same four people and we teach men and women in the studio, so it's a mix. Um, But one class that always stands out in particular is my Friday morning class. And those ladies have been in the same class for 10 years. The four ladies, they catch up, they do lunches outside of Pilates. They've developed such a lovely friendship. So don't underestimate the power of who you can meet and the connections that you can have through Pilates. And whether or not you're doing your Pilates at home, you know, if you're a part of our membership and, you know, you're not in Australia and Melbourne, you can't come to the studio, but you're doing your Pilates at home. You've connected with me. You might be in the membership and in the Facebook group. So you're chatting to the women inside the Facebook group and stuff too. You're still making connections. You're still expanding your community. So look at Pilates as holistic for mind, for body, for connection, and also for connecting you to your own body. And that takes us through to The fourth thing I would love you to know about Pilates is that you will build way better body awareness and connection to your own body through Pilates just by practicing because we're connecting to our breath, because we're spending that dedicated time moving and focusing on our movements and where our arms are in space. So you know if you have done Pilates before, we're not about pushing out 30 reps, 50 reps, 100 reps, and losing form. I would rather see 10 really good reps of an exercise than 30 done incorrectly where you're working the incorrect muscles, you're not using your breath because you're not going to get as many benefits out of those 30 done incorrectly as you are out of those 10 that are done correctly. And they don't have to be perfect but we want to be aware and in our body, not thinking about the lists, you know, of things that we have to do that day or who we have to call after class or what's going on. We want to spend that time when we're moving our bodies in Pilates, really focusing on our movements and on our breath. So spending that time starts to build our proprioception, which is our body awareness. Now, how does this help us? Well, I will tell you so many times people have come into the studio and said, oh, I nearly tripped over, but I stopped myself. I had the strength and stability through my body. I was aware of engaging my core, of my footing, and I didn't trip over and hurt myself. So preventing things like falls, preventing stubbing your toe because you have better awareness of where your body is in space, developing coordination so that other activities 
these become easier. You know, I've had so many people come into the studio and they said, oh, I always used to struggle with aerobics. Aerobics just wasn't for me. So we work a lot more on coordination, on working opposite sides of the body together or single arms and single leg work and adding in balance. And they say, my coordination has improved. My flexibility has improved. And they're super, you know, happy about these changes because it means their overall, you know, activities in life are so much easier to do. So understanding that building your own proprioception, a body awareness, and listening to your body, as we were saying before, about those, that pain that you feel, if you feel that pain, stop. That's really important so that you don't go too far, that you don't push through exercises. So learning to listen to your body, develop that proprioception and body awareness in Pilates is then going to spill out into everyday activities and help you improve those activities as well. And then finally, the fifth thing that I would love you to know about Pilates before you take a class is that Pilates is for everyone. And I will say it again, Pilates is 100% for everyone. It doesn't matter if you're 17 or 70 or 80 or 90, you can still do Pilates. If you are injured, if you have a lot of pain, if you have been struggling with weight, you can still do Pilates. There is a version of every exercise that will be suitable for you. And if there isn't one in that exercise, then we try a different exercise. So please don't despair. So many people that I speak to are like, oh, I don't, I think I've got too much weight. I'm carrying a bit of extra excess weight and I think I'm just too big to start Pilates. That's not the case. Or they go, oh, I've got so many injuries. I'm just too broken to begin Pilates. Definitely not the case. Or they might say, I left it too late. I'm really not very coordinated. I'm in my 70s. I've had a fall and I just feel like it's out of my reach. It's not. You can start Pilates. I have worked with children as young as seven and my girls do Pilates with me all the time and they're now seven and nine, but they've been doing it with me since they were little. And you obviously have to modify what you're doing. When you're working with kids, it's very different to working with adults. It's not so much about being strict and serious on the breath and the core engagement because kids do it naturally. It's more about making the exercises fun and making them around balance and coordination. So like any other sport, kids can do Pilates, but also as we age, adults and older adults can do Pilates because we can modify the exercises. So whether or not you need to work on building your bone strength because you've been diagnosed with osteopenia or osteoporosis. So we can start looking at building, you know, the spring work that we do if we're using the reformers or the resistance bands or hand weights. These types of things are going to load the bones and help you lay down bone. Whether or not you've had a hip replacement or a knee replacement and you're post-surgery and you really need to build that strength just to get back to being able to do your daily activities, you can do Pilates as well. So there, it doesn't matter who you are, what experience you've had in the past, everybody can do Pilates and everybody can get the benefits from it. And if you do try a class and it's a group class and they're not very accommodating in the injury that you have or, you know, the confidence that you have or your abilities, then you know that's not the class for you. Look for Pilates that is more individualized like we run at the studio. 
or go online, look at, you know, within our Mind Movement Health membership, there's all different types of workouts. We've got ones for lower back pain, SIJ pain, plantar fasciitis, um, you know, releasing, strengthening, um, using small props like hand weights and therabands for resistance. We've got a bone strength one. So if you are not comfortable with going to a class, then look at something where you can work out from home, not need a lot of fancy equipment, but still have have tailored workouts for you. So just know that you can get benefits from Pilates no matter where you are in your life or your journey along life. And those benefits will be multifactorial with your mind, your body, and your health. So I can't promote Pilates enough because in the changes that I've seen in my own body, I know when I first began Pilates back when I was, you know, 20, and I was injured. I had torn the meniscus in my knee. I'd had um, an arthroscope on my knee, which really was not successful at all. And I, looking back and the knowledge I have now, I wouldn't have had it at the time if I had known, but doing it at 16 and not really having any knowledge, that was my option. Uh, I had torn a hamstring. I'd torn the ligaments in my ankles. I had chronic SIJ pain because by that stage, I was teaching dancing. I was still dancing and I was also doing triathlons. So I was over exercising. I also know I was not nutritionally eating enough to fuel my body because I was restricting what I ate because I was so fixated on looking a certain way for dance that I really, you know, for my health was very detrimental, but I was stuck in that cycle, which is why I went to university and studied nutrition because I knew that I needed to fix my own body And I knew from being in the dance world, so many people were like me. So many dancers were trying to over-practice and under-eat to look a certain way and perform a certain way. And it just wasn't working. So I knew I wanted to help people. And finding, you know, studying nutrition and then doing Pilates fixed my body. I had chronic lower back pain too in my teenage years, which is very highly unusual for a teenager, but I have Sherman's disease in my lower back. So Sherman's is usually in your mid back and you can often get that sort of hump look. Mine's actually in my lower back or my lumbar spine. So I have more of a curvature in my lumbar spine, which means without my combination of not having a very strong core, of not knowing in those teenage years that I needed to work on my pelvic floor, And I had pelvic floor issues because I would have some leakage from all the jumping I was doing constantly with dance and not thinking that was an issue because nobody told me it was an issue. So not engaging pelvic floor, not engaging my core, not having that understanding of everything working together. I was suffering from all these injuries, learning about the body, learning about the systems, learning about how to engage my core helped me to strengthen all the other areas of my body and then dialing in my own nutrition then helped me on that side as well. So, you know, there is so much, there's so many success stories from Pilates. I could share so many of them with you. And uh, there are a couple of previous episodes that will link in the show notes with a few of my clients um, and their success stories. So um, definitely listen to those if you are keen to find out some of the other benefits with some of my clients, um, because they are, you know, fantastic. 
But just know that there are more than just physical benefits from Pilates. And if you are starting and thinking or even thinking about it, I hope listening to these sort of, you know, five things that I'd love you to know before taking a class has given you some confidence to either try it, renewed your enthusiasm to get back into it, or so that you go back to your class each week, just feeling happy in the knowledge, knowing that you're helping your body in so many ways. And on that note, we'll wrap up this podcast. If you'd like any more information about the Mind Movement Health membership, um, I'll link that up in the show notes too. Do check it out. It is a fantastic way for you to practice Pilates at home, even if it's just in between your classes. So, so many of my clients do a once a week class in the studio, and then they do a couple of sessions using the membership platform to do some workouts at home. So they still have that guidance. They still have that support and they don't have to waste time thinking about what exercise they could be doing at home or searching the internet for something. It just gives him that resource. And of course, there's so much more in the membership on top of, you know, recipes and health masterclasses and, um, you know, monthly Q and A's with myself. So definitely check that out as a great resource. If you're looking to start Pilates at home as well. Otherwise have a fantastic week, everyone. And I'll see you again next week on the podcast. Thanks for listening into the podcast. Please hit subscribe to be updated for each time we release a new podcast.